Welcome to another episode of Strength in Devotional. I want to start off this week's devotional by appreciating every single one of you who has been following these devotionals back to back. I trust they've been a great blessing to you so far and I want to encourage you that please do well to share it with your loved ones, with friends, so that they can also benefit from some of the things that you have been benefiting from in the last few weeks. In this week's devotional, we're going to be dealing with the topic, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to please patiently follow me as we look into the scriptures to understand this subject. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for another opportunity to feed on your word. I ask that you will open our hearts to be able to experience the spirit and the life of your word. Grant us clarity and help us to understand that which you're set to reveal to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So once again, we're dealing with the topic the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, from our past about three devotionals, we've emphasized the fact that when you get born again, the moment you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes permanent residence in your recreated spirit. So just two scriptures to just prove what I just said. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, the Bible makes us understand that after we hear the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom we believe, the Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And so this means that the moment we believe, the moment we hear the word, the moment we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths and accept Jesus as our Lord and receive him as our Savior, the Bible says that at that instant, at that very moment, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Another scripture to attest to this is in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2, which says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And so it was through the hearing of faith which led to us believing in our hearts and confessing the Lordship of Jesus, getting born again. It was in that process that we received the Spirit. And so I want to reiterate that for everyone who is born again, everyone who has accepted Jesus as their Lord, everyone who is saved, has the Spirit dwelling in them. Glory to God. And so the promise of the Holy Spirit is for all who are in Christ Jesus. Now, so going into this week's topic where we are dealing with the infilling of the Holy Spirit, last week we looked at the topic, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we're able to understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit suggests an outward immersion into a conscious reality of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Now, there are usually theological debates as to whether the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit are the same or are different. Now, the first side who believes that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit are the same, choose two scriptures to defend their stance. And we find that in Acts chapter 1 verse 5 and Acts chapter 2 verse 4. In Acts chapter 1 verse 5, Jesus speaking to the disciples before he ascended into heaven, was telling them that they were going to be baptized with the Spirit not many days from now. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, the Bible says that what actually happened is that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So those who believe that the feeling of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit are the same, choose these two scriptures as their reference scriptures that Jesus said they were going to be baptized. And then what we see in Acts chapter 2 is that they were filled. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the feeling of the Holy Spirit are the same. But if we look closely at these two scriptures, now I'm going to the second perspective those who believe that the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit are different, which is where I want to come from in this week's devotional to show that they are not exactly the same. 
Now, if we look at those two scriptures, which those would defend their stance that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit are the same, in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, the word used for baptism there is the word baptizo. We dealt with that last week, which speaks of an immersion. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, the Greek word used for field is the word pletho, which speaks of an influence or a supply. There are two different things. The baptism of the Spirit speaks of an immersion, while the feeling of the Spirit talks about the influence or the supply of the Spirit in His fullness. So they are not exactly the same thing. If you remember in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, the Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And so the feeling of the Spirit that we find in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 was talking about a full manifestation of the Spirit at work. And so I would want to believe that the baptism of the Spirit must have taken place because it would take the baptism of the Spirit for the believer in Christ to come into a conscious reality of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And so the baptism of the Spirit has to take place for the feeling of the Spirit to take place. So they are not exactly the same. But there's something I want you to understand, which is that both the baptism of the Spirit and the infilling of the Spirit involves the totality of receiving the Holy Spirit. One of the ways, according to scripture, that we can illustrate the feeling of the Holy Spirit is found in Ezekiel chapter 47 from verse 3 to verse 5, where prophet Ezekiel records that it was measured a thousand cubits and the water came up to ankle length and then another thousand cubits down to his knee and then another thousand cubits down to his waist until there was an overflow. And so the feeling of the Holy Spirit suggests that inward experience of the overflowing and overwhelming presence of the Spirit. Now, there are a few things I want us to note, and the first is that the feeling of the Spirit is a commandment. The same way it is expected of every believer to give attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word, this also applies to the feeling of the Spirit. It's a command. You have to stay full of the Spirit as a believer. Now, let me digress a little bit. There are two sides of redemption, what we call the legal side and the experiential side. From a legal standpoint, God has given us himself in his fullness. That is, we have all of the Holy Spirit that we need when we look at it from a legal perspective. But then when we're talking about the experiential side, to come into the experience of greater manifestations of the Spirit in and through our lives, we must continually stay full of the Spirit. This is because the feeling of the Holy Spirit is a repeated occurrence. Unlike the baptism of the Spirit, which is a one-time event, according to scripture, the feeling of the Spirit is a repeated event. If you look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, in actual fact, in Amplified Classic of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, the Bible actually puts it as, ever be full of the Spirit. That is, being full of the Spirit. So it is expected of believers to always stay full of the Spirit. So the feeling of the Spirit is a repeated occurrence. It is a repeated occurrence. Glory be to God. Let's look at two more scriptures to establish this further. In Acts chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says they were filled with the Spirit. And then we come to Acts chapter 4 from verse 29 to 31. We see the disciples here again being filled with the Spirit after they had prayed. Glory be to God. So the feeling of the Spirit is a repeated occurrence. Now the third point I want to bring out 
about the infilling of the Spirit is that the more full of the Spirit we are, the more Christ-like we are in experience. Remember, a Christian is simply one who is Christ-like. And so if Christ did not live life, if Christ did not live his life without the Spirit, how is it possible that we believe that we can live as Christians without the Spirit? In Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, the Bible says that, But if the Spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And so the first question you might want to ask yourself is, am I saved? Your answer would most likely be yes. And so if you are saved, that means the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Back to Romans chapter 8 verse 11. So if the spirit of Christ dwells in you, the Bible says, He will raise Christ from the dead, will also give life. The word give life there is the word quicken. He would also give life to your mortal bodies through His spirit that dwells in you. Glory be to God. And so this means that for us to live the Christian life, we must continually stay full of the Spirit. Now, I know the next question you want to ask yourself is, how do I stay full of the Spirit? Now, the late A.W. Toza said something very powerful. He said, we are as spiritual as we want to be. We are as spiritual as we want to be. So how do you stay full of the Spirit? Number one, you must be hungry for more of the Spirit. You must desire more of the Spirit. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 that blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Hunger, hunger, hunger. So on a daily basis, you must desire more of the Spirit. You must desire more of the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 25 says that if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await it with perseverance. And so you must consistently desire more of the Spirit on a daily basis. If you desire more of the Spirit, you must also expect more of the Spirit. There is no point desiring more if you do not expect more. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 25 that if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. Glory to God. So you must be hungry for more of the Spirit. You must desire more of the Spirit and you must expect more of the Spirit. Because we don't fill ourselves with the Spirit. Rather, the Holy Spirit fills us with Himself. Glory be to God. Another way to stay full of the Spirit is that you must be prompt in response to the guidance and the impression of the Spirit. You must be prompt. If it drops something in your heart, you must do it. You must always respond positively to every impression of the Holy Spirit. Another way you can stay full of the Spirit is that you are given to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14 says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves fellowship. He loves communion and you must love to commune with Him. How do you fellowship with the Holy Spirit? You fellowship with the Holy Spirit through the Word. John chapter 6 and verse 33 says, The Word I speak to you, they are spirit and life. And so to experience more of the Holy Spirit, you must fellowship with the Word. You must fellowship with the Word, the Scriptures. You must study the Word. You must listen to the Word. And most importantly, you must do the Word. Another way you fellowship with the Holy Spirit is that you must be given to prayer. You must be given to prayer. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, we find here that the Bible says, Pray without ceasing. And then in verse 19, we see there that quench not the Spirit. And so one of the ways by which we quench the manifestations of the Spirit in our lives is when we do not pray. 
But if we want to increase the operations of the Spirit in our lives, we must be given to prayer. The Bible says, pray without season. So you must be given to prayer. You must be given to prayer. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8 says, praying always without prayers and supplication in the Spirit. Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. But you, beloved, build yourselves founded on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You must be given to prayer. And so another way by which we stay full of the Spirit is when we are given to thanksgiving. You must be a person of thanksgiving. You must sing to the Lord. We find this in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 19. The Bible says, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 19, we see this. The Bible says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, and the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You must be given to thanksgiving. You must sing to the Lord. Consciously sing to the Lord. Have moments in your day when you sing to God. And in more practical terms, if you're not someone who probably, you know, loves to sing so much, get good Christian music around you. Play it on a daily basis. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Be given to thanksgiving. And finally, you must be obedient. You must be obedient. You must submit to the Holy Spirit. You must submit to the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, we see this. It says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. You must submit. You must be obedient. That's how you stay full of the Spirit. What are some of the hindrances to being filled with the Spirit? I'll just talk about one, which is sin. Sin hinders us from receiving the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Anytime we make any mistake, anytime we find ourselves doing things contrary to the will of God, we must immediately repent. We must immediately repent so that we can enjoy the Holy Spirit in His fullness. Glory be to God. As I wrap up this week's devotional, I want to pray for you. Do you desire more of the operations of the Spirit in your life? Do you desire to experience more of the fullness of the Spirit? The Bible says in Luke chapter 11 verse 30, that if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those works of Him? And so do you want to experience more of the Spirit? The Bible says God is willing to give you more. God is willing to give you more. Glory be to God. And so can we just agree in faith together, even as I pray, that you experience a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray for everyone who has listened to this week's devotional. And I ask that you fill them afresh with your presence. I ask that you fill them afresh with your Spirit. Cause these ones to experience a greater manifestation of your spirit at work in and through their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Just in case you're here to follow us on Instagram, please do so at Exodus Global. And if you have questions, you can send us a DM on our Instagram page or reach out to us directly through Telegram. We would love to take questions. We would love to help you bring clarity to certain things. Maybe you didn't understand some things I mentioned in the devotional. We would love to take questions from you and help you in your progress and joy in the faith. Till next week, we love you. We celebrate you. God bless you.